We arrive here today to debate at social distances from each other. There's no doubt that the old politics of the two-party system is now gone and over. I don't need lectures from you or anybody on, on the Sinn Féin side of the house. We're very reluctant to kind of say what's red lines, but, but we do have to take climate seriously. There's going to be constant criticism, there's going to be a lot of disappointment, and whoever goes into government is going to be unpopular. Okay. Hello and you're very welcome to Your Politics Podcast from RTE News. I'm Paul Cunningham. Joining me today, we have the RTE stalwarts of Surakha Nirida and Michal Lahan, and our guest today is Cahal Crow of Fianna Fáil. Hello, Cahal, how are you doing? Getting on? Hi, folks. Good to, good to be on the podcast, Richie. Thank you. Listen, thanks very much for joining us. You're sort of someone of particular interest, um, given that you happen to be the tourism spokesperson for Fianna Fáil. Is your phone ringing non-stop from the moment you get up to the moment you go to bed? Yeah, <laughs> I suppose... Uh, Look, I suppose we were we were all looking forward to a very different uh, run up to Christmas, October twenty second. We all felt we could let the hair down. Uh, very much a feeling of things opening up, and now things have certainly changed. Uh, I was spending most of September emailing uh, friends and relations abroad, saying, "Come on, Ireland's a good place to to start coming back to." And and I do hope a lot of these people will come back to Ireland. We do need, of of course, an influx of people, but certainly. By God, the, the posts have changed quite a lot in the past week with this American variant. And it's, you know, we don't fully know what it involves, but it's certainly worrying and it's certainly recalibrated how we're all thinking about Christmas and leading up to it. I think, I think we should all aim to have as normal a Christmas as possible. Um, we're, you know, we're taking some precautions, obviously, legislatively and, and in policy, but uh, we do want people to just exercise all reasonable precautions and, you know, try to have as normal a Christmas as you possibly can with your family. It is a difficult one. I understand when we hear from the chief medical officer talking about a decrease in socialisation, that usually means people not meeting. And that has got, um, while there's clear health logic to it in financial terms, it's got an immediate impact on all businesses. How are things uh, from a commercial point of view in Clare? Yeah, so I've been meeting with a lot of restaurateurs, hoteliers. Uh, like th- this lead-in period to Christmas is usually, you know, it's usually bonanza time for them. Uh, office parties and large table bookings that has totally collapsed. And, and I should say, like the guidance so far hasn't. There's recommendations to limit social outings and so you know social gatherings, but there's no rules there. So technically, people can still gather in groups and go out for their office party. But by and by and large, uh, most people are now starting to cancel. So they've seen they quantify that now as a sixty percent drop-off in bookings coming up to Christmas. And that typically is that three or four-week booking window that would keep them in profit and tie them through the slim months of January and February, usually seeing a recovery again around St. Patrick's Day. But this hit they're now experiencing is huge. And I suppose what I think is really unfortunate is that the reduced uh, EWSS, the wage subsidy support that was so vital to the sector for months, uh, has now been brought back to a reduced rate just this week. But the timing, of course, wasn't intentional. Government isn't mean-spirited, despite what some people might say in social media. The, the timing was intentional. The timing of this scaling back was believing COVID was in a different place. I think we need to be reactionary to the fact it now isn't. This sector is suffering. Uh, and I and colleagues at the Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party are pushing for an immediate reinstatement for certain sectors, not for everyone, for certain sectors that are vulnerable now. Reinstate it, give them the lifeline back, give them the drip they need to sustain their sector through these slim weeks. And, and please God, in March, this will pick up again. I said you did a little bit more than push. You were causing trouble down at the Fianna Fáil Parliamentary Party meeting. You brought a motion which demanded that the government reverse policy something which the employer's body IBEC is also calling for, that um, EWSS scheme. Um, you want it back and you want it back now. 
Yeah, I suppose that I wouldn't call it trouble, but I think everything else you said sums up uh, how how we feel about. Yeah, look, I mean, sometimes you have to go into those meetings and make a stand. Uh, I'm a backbencher, but certainly any time I've had the opportunity, be it in the chamber or within the rank and file of my own party, I speak up and speak out. Um, and and I think I'd be, I wouldn't be true to myself or my constituents if I wasn't doing that. Um, look, th- the reality is. Um, EWSS is expensive, but that doesn't tell the full picture. Uh, what, what it has done so far for the past uh, 12 months and more, it has allowed people to remain in employment. It has stabilised a sector that has faced huge uh, instability. And we can't bring them nine-tenths of the way along the road and suddenly drop them off. What we will see is people laid off. Yeah. And I would I would much rather see uh, public money being put into sustaining jobs in a sector rather than paying uh, a, an even larger unemployment bill. That's certainly something we don't want. And you know what? This money keeps... We keep hearing this um, from the Ministry of Finance. We keep hearing it from our top economists. Money you put into schemes like this inevitably recirculates back into the economy. So it's, it's not all dead money. It very much is alive money that will keep a sector buoyant, but it will also circulate back through the economy and help to shore up our economy at this difficult time. And what did you make of what Thánis de Radkar had to say in the Doyle today in which he was talking about that the EWSS was spread right across the economy or cross-economy as he called it and that what he wanted to do was to get any financial supports if that's what um, Cabinet decides to be targeted. So that seemed to be suggesting that was at least what I read into it, seemed to be suggesting that it might be um, something other than the EWSS which is used for the hospitality and live entertainment sector. Yeah, I, I would largely agree. You know, these supports, nothing can go on forever. And I think a, any realist would admit that. But also, I think we need to look at the sectors most exposed. So this probably does need to be sector specific. Some sectors reopened and, you know, quite shortly after reopening, they were back to pretty much normal capacity, normal operations again. The same definitely can't be said for, for bars, restaurants, hotels. And we haven't even mentioned nightclubs yet. You can imagine the nightclub owners. I mean, I think they got about two or three weeks of a run at this and suddenly it's all scaled back and it's, you know, it's devastating for them. So I, I think it needs to be sector specific for now. Um, and I, I think the sector largely is thankful and grateful to government so far for keeping it shored up. But we can't just, we, we've often referred, it's a phrase I haven't liked, but the, the cliff edge has come into kind of discourse over the last few months. Don't, don't let anyone give us a cliff edge. But this felt like a cliff edge this week to some degree when, uh, the support rate was cut right back uh, probably the most ominous week for this sector we need to reinstate it I would say ASAP I'm glad arising from our parliamentary party meeting though um, and a previous motion put down by colleagues last week as well the Taoiseach uh, and a team of ministers will be meeting the sector I believe that the budget we passed a few weeks ago has certain flexibilities built into it that allow for schemes like this to be relaunched or to be upgraded or enhanced again we, we, we left that space in the budget and I think now is the time we need to action on some of those so I, I would agree with what the, yeah. the, the points of Tanshim um, uh, Bia Lahan, um is uh, adept at reading political semaphore he's probably a semaphorologist from all the flags that you saw in the Doyle today and outside the Doyle with the Taoiseach Bia Lahan, do you think that the government is going to act on both the EWSS but also the PUP as well? Yeah, I think it does seem to be a wider package. And I mean, the, the thought is to talk about aviation, tourism, hospitality, and also mentioning things like Panto, so live events, it does seem to be they would be the targets. Uh, and he making the point that the, the wage subsidy scheme uh, mightn't be the most relevant to all of those sectors. So so it has to be a bit wider than that. That seems to be the tone. I suppose that's going to have to happen anyway, given what's happened so far. Michael McGrath last night at the Fianna Fáil meeting talking about the fact that those uh, sectors have paid the price for people heeding the public health advice. So no matter what happens, 
you sense that some package has to be given the green light in the next few days, and it will be the next few days. The Thon is just saying, it's just, will it be far more extensive than that uh, as a result of what Neffet advised today? Does it need to be um, a lot a lot wider and a lot more money going into it? Um, Sorkin, you read, what's your sense of outside the walls of Leinster House? What's the mood like in the build-up to both the Neffet meeting and the Cabinet decisions, a certain degree of, I think you could probably call it apprehension about the direction we're going? Yeah, I think there is very definitely a certain amount of nervousness out there that people just have no idea what's going to happen. I just saw someone there in a, one of the WhatsApp groups I'm in saying, oh, I hear there's going to be a lockdown from the 13th of December until after Christmas. And, you know, I think people are genuinely very apprehensive about what's going to happen and the messages coming out you know we're hearing that the figures are stabilizing somewhat but then this nobody knows what's going to happen with the new variant and that that's just added to the general feeling of uncertainty that's out there so i think the sooner Neffet have this meeting and make their recommendations and that everybody knows what's going to what's going to be in store for them in the next week or two What's your sense of a Cahill Crow? I mean, uh, as a Fianna Fáil TD, as a, as a backbencher and a member from government, one of the accusations which is levelled against the coalition is this idea that there's some form of mixed messages going on, which is confusing the population and giving rise to some of the comments that Sorka made. Some form of mixed messages? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I... Uh, the I, clearest, I, most each-way bets that ever went out, everyone is, <laughs> particularly from the, the Thonister's point of view, I think Cahill would agree. That was some each-way bet by the Thonister last night, wasn't it? Well, I, I, I wasn't at the Thonister's parliamentary party meeting, but, but I, you know I it's only a matter of time, Cahill. <laughs> I got a, got a bit of a gist of what happened there, I think, anyway. Look, like what Sirica said, I'm on a heap of WhatsApp groups with particular political ones, but also with friends. And I get these text messages over the weekend. Is it true that there are trucks in the curb? You know, all this kind of stuff, preparing for lockdown, crazy stuff. And uh, can you verify this? And So, yeah, th- there's a lot of that. And I think um, the real problem, when we, when we were in the very first wave of COVID, it was a pretty much brand new virus that had you know, come from Asia and it reached our shores and it was, you know, there were very initial steps being taken. But now it's an all economy, all health system approach to it. And I suppose each time we wind something down, we have to wind it back up again. And it it, it is extremely difficult. And I even find as a backbencher, um, you know, when they talk about reopening certain things, you'd have, they, they talk about outdoor sports and immediately you get a flood of emails to the constituency office from the local Irish dancing group and the basketball, indoor basketball group, the ballet group, does this relate to us? So, look, it has, communications has been a problem. I, I think it's been the same for most governments. I have friends living in other countries and I, I think it's extremely difficult. Never in my lifetime, I don't know about anyone else's lifetime, I don't ever recall anything like this ever happening where a government had to, you know, had to bring in so many restrictions. Uh, it's alien to what our country's about, uh, but certainly has been very tricky. I would say, though, in, in conclusion on this on this bit, I think we've done largely, largely, not not a perfect job, but we've done a good job. The economy hasn't imploded. We've managed things a lot better than we did in the austerity years. Uh, and we're now seeing uh, not only 93% of our population vaccinated, but a pretty good rollout of booster jabs as well. Mark said, attend me, hold a hand for that explanation for mixed messaging. Well, and, and Carl can also say that the, the country did manage to avoid an RIC commemoration as well between the hand and the Well, you'd have to listen I, I know, to the debate that was on in the House this morning about this new mandatory legislation that that's, um, that is coming in, where they're talking about hotel quarantining, sorry, mandatory hotel quarantining, I meant to say. And, um, do you know, Captain Connolly made a very good point in it about 
you know, why wasn't there an assessment about the implications of this in terms of civil liberties and so on? Why wasn't she seeing a report in front of her where she could look at the effects of, I think she said over 10,000 people went through this system in the couple of months that it was in operation and that uh, only 500 of them, just over, I think just under 600 of them tested positive for COVID-19 and yet that she didn't see any analysis of the benefits of having mandatory hotel quarantine and all this stuff. So that there's a lot that the government could have done that they didn't do, in other words, I suppose. Michal, Michal. You you just you do get the sense though from government and it's kind of natural human reaction, isn't it? That every time they get through a particular crisis, that, that they do feel it's the last, and that makes things like even whether it's looking at uh, the air filtering for classrooms or mandatory hotel quarantine and taking a closer look at it, that there does seem to be this hope existing each time that it won't be necessary anymore, and and there wouldn't be much po- the view, yeah. the hope that there wouldn't be much point uh, looking back uh, in detail. But I suppose it it does seem now that that kind of planning is necessary. It is more, rather than turning the bend for home, it's more Cyphus pushing that rock up the hill and it keeps rolling back down, isn't it? But Carl Crow, wouldn't the answer to all of this be, I mean, one of the concerns that if the numbers go too high is that our health system is overwhelmed. Would it not be the logical um, thing to do, which is to have some form of rapid increase in the capacity of a health service so that if the numbers uh, go too high, then ICU is not going to be overwhelmed and we don't have knock-ons throughout the medical system? Yeah, we, we have we have seen significant uh, capacity increase in the health system over the past 18 months. We definitely have, and, and that has been a feature through COVID. And, you know, I, I've largely taken the view, particularly in the past six months or so, that COVID is here to stay. We have to live with it. Within, you know, there's going to be certain inherent risk levels we're going to have to live with. Uh, I'm very pro-vaccination. I encourage people to get vaccinated. We follow all the procedures. And I think, by and large, we should be living within those parameters accepting that there are certain risk levels and trying to function as a normal society. I think what has changed in the past few weeks, though, is that, um, you know, this this American variant, which we still know very little about, we're starting to learn a bit more about, uh, but also the surging Delta variant and the, the pressures it's put on our health system. You know, the Taoiseach and Tanishta and ministers have countlessly been pressed over the months. What are the metrics and where do we come, where, where, where is the threshold at which we go from lockdown to easing restrictions. Well, in, in simple man's terms, it's it's got to be all about our health system. When our health system is under pressure, that's the time we put our heads back in a little bit. Uh, but I think with the rollout of vaccination, um, first dose vaccinations, again, going up by 10,000 this month, the, um, the, 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 the booster rate now gone up to about 800,000. We're heading, I believe, in the early new year, hopefully back into a good space again where we can remove a lot of these restrictions. One thing, one of the vulnerable sectors is the late night and live entertainment sector. Um, you know, you mentioned nightclubs at the beginning, but also sort of performance, DJs, all the rest of it. What do you believe and what would you like to see in some way would support these sectors if it seems, as is likely, that they're going to get squeezed again? So a lot of these sectors would have received a CRIS, the CRSS uh, scheme, but the very minute they opened their doors and started trading again, they precluded themselves from that, you know, that COVID yeah. uh, support. So so that that pretty much is not a void for most of these people now. They're back trading, albeit on a slim, scaled back basis. So EWSS and pub payments, they were the two key pillars, uh, financial pillars of supporting the, the COVID economy over the past year and a half. Um, all the mechanisms to restart them are there. EWSS still continues, uh, albeit in a reduced format. So the legal framework is all there. It's a case of, is there the will to do it? I believe there is. Uh, I'm getting certainly positive soundings within my own party. 
I'm hearing the same from other partners in government and there will be a meeting uh, with the sector and, and, and I hope that will yield positive results. I don't think there's any other way to do this but to you know to pump the sector yet again with funding and, and as I said earlier in the, in the podcast this money does circulate back around the economy. It is by no means dead money. It helps to protect the sector uh, but but I, I've been speaking quite passionately about this over the last few days and yeah. but I have also received emails from others saying well hang on you know we're also in the supply chain. There's countless others maybe we won't even get to mention here today but there needs to be an examination of who's most impacted by COVID who's most impacted uh, as we head into the Christmas period and to reinstate the maximum EWSS and PUP for them again One last question Colin Crow. you are the T- Fianna Fáil TD for Clare the former Fianna Fáil TD is in the Shannons how do you and Timmy Dooley work together to ensure that God's country gets all it needs? Fantastic. <laughs> like, like, any, like any good Clare team, uh, we put the jerseys on and where they were asked on a particular day to play full forward or full back, we work together. And I'm glad sometimes when I come up with motions, you know, he'll back me up on them and that's a good thing because, um, look, I suppose we're, we're, we're working the same constituency. We hope there won't be an election for another few years, but um, I, I think we would be hoping in Clare, we would be hoping the national position of Fianna Fáil, it will be on an upward trajectory by then. I'll certainly be working with Timmy and whoever our running mates are uh, to win back my own seat and hopefully to win a second seat with it. Carl Crow, thank Would you very much. Have the constituency plotted out the boundaries and where the bits you'll share and the like already, Carl. You'd have an idea of that, would you? I should just, there's a few points over Christmas we could chat about that kind of stuff, maybe. <laughs> That's <laughs> if the bars Timmy's are caravan. open. If the bars are, yeah, well, they will Timmy's be. constituency <laughs> caravan, really. He could be a slab of Dutch gold in the field somewhere outside of Venice. You never know. Carl Crow, thank you very much for joining us today. A pleasure. Thank you. Um, Sorica, um, we're sitting at a moment which Neffet is considering, and then a letter goes to government and then it's probably going to be um, some form of uh, you know initial government response by Friday and then a cabinet meeting on Tuesday but even within that as we hear Neffet is constantly monitoring the situation so it's not as if what comes out over the next few days is going to be the end of it. Yeah I, I, to be honest I don't expect that we'll have any huge um, now I'll probably be all wrong here but you know they may ask us to curtail our movements a bit as in you know smaller groups going to hotels or restaurants or bars or, you know, they may put some kind of a time limit on the amount of time you can spend in a bar or something like that. But I don't expect any huge restrictions because the numbers are levelling off. And as well as that, we're all vaccinated. They're doing very well on the booster vaccinations as well. So, you know, I think they have to think about what kind of a message they're giving out to people if they were to impose very severe restrictions. Now, well, then, what was the point of getting vaccinated and getting our COVID certs and everything else if we can't return to a normal life um, where we're not going to be affected by COVID if we yeah. do get it? For the people who do get it when they're vaccinated, the effects aren't very severe, is yeah. my understanding. Well, as someone who got the single shot, Janssen, and I was listening to Leo Varadkar talking to Claire Byrne, and he said he was profoundly concerned for the Janssen cohort on the basis of the diminished capacity of the vaccine to help. And I was waiting to hear... And therefore, we're going to. And I still haven't heard the therefore just yet. Um, But Michal, it is a dilemma for the government. They don't want to replicate what happened last year. They're trying to show that vaccinations have made a difference. um, But they're kind of stuck on it at the same time. Yeah, I think what I sense from the government is, though, whatever recommendation comes in, and even if there is an unease about it or a scepticism, to use the Thonishness word, the guiding principle here will be that last Christmas went wrong, they don't want anything akin to that again. And they have a view too that Neffet is trusted by by people. The the research uh, shows that um, despite criticisms at times, there there is 
a high degree of trust in what Neffet advise, and that is ultimately what will swing things. So it is in in Neffet's hands today that the next direction, and I mean whether it is uh, slight reductions in numbers in hospitality, whether there is a real drive now to extend the COVID pass uh, far beyond hospitality uh, at that kind of area, and p- potentially something around house gatherings. Uh, and I suppose that fear that you could have younger people meeting up with older people who haven't got that booster shot yet uh, weighs in to ensure that that doesn't happen. That appears to be the the terrain that they're on, but no one is quite certain and government will do what Neffet asks of them. How quickly? Quick enough, it seems, judging by what the Thonish had to say in the Dáil earlier. He spoke about speaking to Stephen Donnelly tonight or tomorrow uh, in the context of, of what was advised and then the economic supports that are necessary. So this doesn't uh, look like it's going to drag on for, for quite some time. The initial considerations looks like they'll get on, will get underway quite quickly. What about you? What's your sense of it now, um, Soraka, just with regard to if is this the decision that's going to sort of guide us through to the end of the year? It would seem to be. Um, I think as well they're kind of trying to bide their time a little bit so that they know what's going to happen in terms of this uh, new variant, whether, um, you know, the report so far seem to be that it's highly contagious, but that the effects don't seem to be as strong. But we don't know that and they're waiting for that scientific evidence to come through. So I think there's a certain sense of that they may bring in a few smaller restrictions, but they'll wait and see what the implications are of this new variant. Because it did seem there was two statistics. So one was that it would probably take another fortnight before organisations like the World Health Organisation will be able to say exactly whether it is able to get around a virus, whether it is more transmissible, whether it uh, leads to more hospitalisation or less. Pardon? Around a vaccine. Sorry, what did I say? Around a virus. A virus, sorry, apologies. I'm losing it already. So those three things. And then the second thing was... Janssen jab, you need your new booster. You could ask Leo to deliver it. He's a doctor. There in the front hall. Clearly, I need an injection. An injection of something anyway. Um, But the second thing was just in relation to that new variant of concern, which name I won't mention because I'll probably get the pronunciation (laughs) wrong. Um, Once again, it was just, you know, that the question of its presence in Ireland, once again, was probably something that was going to take until nearly late December before it was going to bubble up. I mean, what's your sense of those two things, Michal? Yeah, I think Michal Martin kind of clear on that and, and using the call he had with Ursula van der Leyen to say that on the three points, whether it's vaccine escape, uh, the severity and transmissibility, that again, it takes that fortnight. So I suppose that all suggests that if if there is definitive evidence at that point, you, you could see a further tightening just before Christmas or is today going to be something akin to a three-month strategy. That's what Neffet had been suggesting. That was the political feeling. But was that all really just to avoid uh, the terminology and the sense of, of tightening things for Christmas, that a more longer-term strategy w- would would take shape? It does seem hard to see that in, in, in a strong sense without that definitive evidence on the new variant. And um, Sorcha, how brave do you think the government is going to be? Because we always hear that Neffet advises, but it's the government and cabinet which decides. Yeah. Well, I was glad that they made the decision that they did about children, for example, you know, where they said, where Neffet were saying that they should decrease socialisation. And then at least the government came out and said, well, you know, if you're going to go to the Panto, just don't don't have a play date on the same week. Pushing the responsibility or choice onto the parents. Well, I think it was choice, to be fair, you know, um, that at least 
they felt they could bring their children to one thing uh, while at the same time being careful about it. Um, as uh, you know, my children, thank God, now are old enough that I don't have to worry about bringing them <laughs> to the panto. But you know, oh, I no, think for do. parents who want to, <laughs> for parents who want to do that, it's a big ask to ask people to stop doing all that kind of stuff coming up to Christmas. You know, your children are only young for a certain amount of time, and you want to create all those memories with them and be able to do as much as is normal as you can. So I think that was the right choice by the government to make at that stage. So I'd like to see that they would be able to make those kind of choices with the the, the, the next set of recommendations from NEFIT as well. Um, Michal, finally, the damn virus has dominated this um, podcast like it has done in previous months. Is there anything else we should be looking out to as we look towards the weeks ahead? Christmas. <laughs> 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 Meaningful Christmas or not? Yeah, there was a nice exchange I, in the doll today about um, Santi. Did you hear that? Um, I did, but relay us there. <laughs> oh yeah, about uh, how Leo Varadkar was asked, um, would there be any difficulties with Santi coming to deliver his presents on Christmas Eve? And he said that he has been fully vaccinated, as have all his helpers, and there will be uh, every effort will be made, or all legal steps would be taken to ensure that he'd have free travel around the world. On yeah, I think it was Christopher Sullivan of Fianna Fáil who'd posed this question just was to it, see. Yeah. He was wondering if he knew that um, they were working flat out Santa and the Elves, but he wanted to ensure that the supply lines were going That's to be it. greased to make sure that everything was going to work out. <clears throat> and as you'll be well aware, Tanish, that um, Santa Claus and Mrs Claus and his team of elves, um, they're absolutely flat out uh, in their workshop in Lapland trying to make toys for uh, the children of Ireland and also right across the, the globe. Um, Tonsha, I want you to reassure uh, the children of Ireland um, that that supply chain issue won't affect uh, Santa Claus, that him and his team can make toys for the children right across Ireland who have, for the most part, been absolutely excellent uh, this year and that they will have their toys on Christmas morning. Thank you. Thank you for raising that important matter. Have you your own litter sent yet? Um, no, 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 I, I haven't. Um, have, haven't yet, uh, yet, Karen Corla. Um, just in relation to the deputy's question, I, I do want to give uh, him an assurance and uh, an assurance to the families and children of Ireland uh, that this uh, matter is in hand. Uh, Santa, uh, his wife, his staff um, are fully vaccinated, uh, will be exempt from any travel restrictions that have to be imposed between now and then. Uh, and my department, the Department of Trade, will um, leave no stone, stone unturned and do absolutely everything we can to make sure that there's no uh, disruption to supply chains or any kind of trade uh, rules or issues that could uh, disrupt the delivery of presents uh, on Christmas Eve, which is now only uh, three weeks away. Exactly. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Tarnished and Deputy O'Sullivan. Now, so you will have your Christmas after all, Michal. There you go, Michal, you grouch. <laughs> Just before, before we go, Ronan Mullen has been in contact to say that we're all using the media and politicians, the word socialisation incorrectly. Socialisation is something that is more uh, relevant to child development uh, as, as, as a young child develops, also used in the context of training young puppies, I think, uh, while socialising is what we all mean. Uh, but we've, we've totally taken the word in the wrong direction. Well, so just, I'll just tip to my hat to the Senator on that one. Well, maybe we're yeah. all afraid to be talking about socialising because really it's another term for going drinking, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> on that note... Sorokin, Before we go. Sorokin, Rida, thank you very much for joining us. Mia Hollahan, by a remote summer in North Dublin, thank you very much for joining us. That's all we have for you for your edition of Your Politics from RT News. Thanks very much for joining us. Please do leave a comment. Please do subscribe to the programme and we'll talk to you next week. 